and welcome to A Rainbow in the Clouds. I'm your host, Elaine Marie Sharp, a certified color therapist and founder of Aura House School of Color and Light. Have you ever tried looking at life through rose-colored glasses? In this episode, you will learn how to accentuate the positive, even when it appears that life is just one dark cloud after another. I'll also talk about the two colors I think everyone needs to get through this pandemic, and I'll introduce a new segment called Rainbow Makers. All that plus grounding and color breathing, coming up next. Let's begin with a rainbow crystal grounding meditation. Okay, so let's take three deep breaths and call in your deities, your angels, and your spirit guides for love and protection. Now, pick up your clear quartz crystal and hold it in your left hand, which is the hand that you use to receive energy. And look closely at your quartz crystal. Notice all of its lines and cracks and chips and rainbows. Do you see the red, the orange, the yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet? Now notice how you feel as you're holding the crystal. Are you feeling anxious, calm? Place your crystal on your heart and breathe in peace. Breathe out peace, feeling a wave of calm and comforting beautiful white light containing all the colors of the rainbow. Now place your crystal on your heart and breathe in peace. Breathe out peace. Feeling a calm and 
comforting wave of beautiful white light containing all the colors of the rainbow. Flowing through your heart and throughout your body. Breathe in peace. Breathe out peace. Breathe in peace. Breathe out peace. Now, move your quartz crystal down to your root chakra, which is located at the base of your spine, and imagine that there is a long red cord attached to your root chakra. And see that cord going down, down, down into the floor and into the ground, going deeper and deeper and deeper until you see that the cord is connected to a giant clear quartz crystal in the middle of the earth. Now think or say aloud, I am grounded with the courage of red. I am secure with red. So now that you're grounded, let's do some blue sky color breathing. Close your eyes and think of the clearest blue sky that you can imagine. A gorgeous, gorgeous blue color. And each time that you see a cloud, whether it's white or dark, think of this cloud as your thoughts, your anxiety, your grief, your anger. But don't dwell on the clouds. Just notice them. Just notice them as they slowly drift by. And as you imagine the sky in your mind, breathe in that brilliant sky blue. And breathe out the blue. Breathe in the blue. Breathe out the blue. Wherever you are and whenever you want to clear and calm your mind, remember this blue sky color breathing. It's a great tool and nobody knows you're using it.
Now that you're grounded and relaxed, here are my rainbow thoughts for today. There's a scene in the movie Romancing the Stone where a group of drug dealers are pointing guns at our heroes, and Jack Colton says to his romance novelist's companion, Okay, Joan Wilder, write us out of this one. I've always liked that line. And if I could write an alternative plot to our current situation, I can assure you it would not include social distancing, mask wearing, empty shelves in supermarkets, nor coffins inside makeshift morgues at skating rinks. I would put on my rose-colored glasses and write us out of this awful story. I would make us brave and hopeful and positive. I would write about being grateful for green grasses and blue skies, yellow daffodils and turquoise waters. I would describe a wonderful world of unconditional love and beauty, a refuge where fear and anger simply do not exist. That's what I would do if I was wearing rose-colored glasses. Of course, wearing rose-colored glasses is a term used to describe a person who sees only the positive in the negative. And when we take a closer look at the color in our rose-colored glasses, we find a gentle tint of pink. With Rose, your energy isn't consumed with anger and hate. Rose inspires you instead to see the world anew, to develop compassion for yourself as well as others. It helps you feel and appear more youthful, improves tunnel vision, and reduces computer eye strain. And with so many people taking antidepressants these days, wearing rose-colored glasses is a more pleasant alternative to taking Prozac. But whether you choose to wear rose-colored glasses or not, our planet is emerging into a new Earth and will never be the same again. That, I believe, is the truth. And for some, the truth is unsettling because so much darkness has been exposed and they don't know how to cope with it. The other day I saw a quote by Australian author Christine Kane that stopped me right in my tracks. Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but you're actually planted. Wow, think about that for a moment. What if you are actually here at this time in our planet's history, not to struggle, but to thrive? What if you are here to grow with light, to bloom where you are planted? to give comfort and beauty to your friends and neighbors. If we are to have a blissful new earth, we need to shift our consciousness. We need to cast aside our darkest fears and focus instead on co-creating a planet of light and love. Fortunately, there are two very important, high-vibrational, heart-expanding colors that can help us achieve this pink, and turquoise. Pink has been called the great improver. It is a gentle, loving color used to establish compassion and self-love. Pink is the color of newness, awakening, connecting you with your inner child. With the pink vibration, you learn how to play and to see beauty in all things. 
the color turquoise is that wonderful blue-green combination that helps you find the peace within, and it also encourages you to share that peace with others. Turquoise is known for strengthening your immunity and your manifesting skills, reminding you that anything is possible. With turquoise, you can create an abundance of new and positive thoughts and things. Your creative expression is expanded. Together, pink and turquoise make quite the colorful dream team. They help you become self-sufficient and to create and communicate through the high heart, bringing more harmony, more balance, and respect into your life. Now, doesn't that sound like a better way to co-create a new normal? Here's an assignment. For at least 21 days, try breathing, wearing, and surrounding yourself with the colors pink and turquoise. Notice how much better you feel. And now, I am so excited to announce a brand new segment called Rainbow Makers, featuring positive people who have weathered this pandemic storm with flying colors and a can-do attitude. My first guest is my radiant friend from Boise, Idaho, Marie Lukasik-Wallace. Marie is the project founder and director at the Love and Romance Project and the CEO of Marie's Gold. She is also a poet and writing workshop facilitator, a retired elementary school teacher, and the author of the Romance Cookbook and Free to Be Me, Creative Adventures for the Soul. When Marie told me she was studying to become a minister, I wasn't that surprised. She is one of the most giving and uplifting people I know and is a devoted humanitarian, having traveled to India and Africa to help make a difference. Recently, we were talking about how the world has changed in 2020. You and I both agree that words matter. What we think, what we say, what we write. So I'm wondering, Marie, what are your thoughts about how we can help elevate the vibration of the planet with our words? I think usually... Where I go with that is, where is my focus? What am I focusing on? Am I focusing on all the tragic things, or am I focusing on the part that I... Because there's a lot going on in the world that I have no, no way to control or do anything about. What I can do is focus on what's going on in my immediate world and what I can do about that. And I try to be very intentional and focused on what I'm able to do and try to stay in that positive manner. Because even though there's a lot of really difficult things going on in the world, some sad and, and tragic, there is some, some things on the other side that are coming through that are or more positive and um, brings up about a change. So I just try to manage what I can in my world and then, and be a, you know, live through my life as if uh, that matters, right? Um, does that make sense what I'm saying? Or? Oh, definitely. Now, can you name some of the things that you have done to ensure that your life is 
filled with light and positivity? The number one thing are who are the people that I keep in my in my circle and in my life. I really am very intentional about keeping people in my life that are uplifting and that are looking at how they can be a positive part, positive force in the world. And intentional doesn't mean that we won't be sad or have those down moments because we all do. I don't want anybody to think that that. that. But I, I, what is the general outlook? So the people matter and, and, who, what am I watching on TV? What, what music am I listening to? So all those things that affect my world. My dad used to say garbage in, garbage out, and I used to really not like that, but there's a lot of truth to it is what am I putting in my direct immediate path and how am I using that? That directly influences my mood and my feelings, my emotions. And so I, I really limit I do want to be informed, so I, I limit how much news I watch, and I do try to um, get lots of different perspectives so that I'm informed in the correct way, but I do not spend my, the majority of my time sucked into listening to the news because that could keep someone depressed for a really long time. I agree. Uh, which is why I've been trying to limit myself to watching the news maybe oh, let's say 30 minutes a day. I've also been avoiding anything violent on television or super depressing like those animal shelter commercials. I've been binge-watching folksy shows like The Andy Griffith Show, and it may seem corny and outdated to some people, but for me, hanging out with Opie and Aunt B and Goober and Floyd and, <laughs> and everybody else is exactly the sweet kind of escape that I need. And when I need a pick-me-up, I will also listen to fun music from my childhood, like from the Monkees and the Beach Boys. You mentioned that you like to listen to uplifting music. (laughs) I have a variety of different music that I listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, Mostly it's new age music that doesn't have words because it's it's just I do a lot of creative writing as well as technical writing and Mm -hmm. so music that has words would be um, would interrupt me because I'm an audio processor and so hearing words would would interrupt that flow so if I do listen to music it would be stuff like Yanni and Narada and really you know just something that has that um, a positive uplifting kind of movement to it, but it doesn't have words so that I can still keep doing what I'm doing. Right. And for those who feel that they're unable to cope, they just can't deal with it anymore, what are your tips to combat the darkness? And do they include self-care? The first thing I would say is to know that you're not alone because a lot of times, when we're dealing with darkness, we feel that we're the only ones in the midst of this, and, and it can feel like a very lonely space. So just to let people know, for, first of all, that we're, we all go through those ups and downs, and we all have those dark spots. And um, just because someone looks at things more positively doesn't mean that they don't have those. You know, just last week I had a couple of those. But what I do is, what as I shift my 
focus. What can I, what do I have control over right now? Um, is this, you know, not, to, I, I feel the feelings because if I don't feel the feelings and stuff them down, then that causes me problems later. But feel the feelings, but let, allow them to pass through me. Because it's being human is, you know, we, like a roomy palm, it's a guest house. We feel the feelings, allow them to, to go through, look at them, see what I can do about them. And if I can't, then I continue to let it go through. But then I, then I think about what can I do instead? So if, let's say I'm really sad, feel the feeling and then, then I can think, okay, what can I do to, um, change my perspective, what's something, so I go to action, action-oriented mindset where I move into something that would uplift me or think, which brings me to self-care. And I think about what are the things that bring me joy. And in this moment, I, I'm choosing joy, so it's an intentional choice. And what are things that bring me joy? Um, and for each person, that's going to look different, but I would I would almost push people to, to try some things that may be out of their comfort zone. So, for example, if I'm a person who loves to run, yes, definitely run. And if I can't run, what are some other physical activities I can do that could either add to or offset because some people aren't able to run right now? Um, then maybe go to a different category. Maybe I do meditation and and. That's the other thing is some people go, oh, I can't meditate. Well, just know that meditation can look a lot different too. Uh, one beautiful thing about being in seminary is I'm exposed to a, a, a very, very sources of meditation. So it could be dancing. It could be music. It could be coloring, which you would be a fan of. It could be all kinds of things that just get me in a state where I can change the channel. Some, for some people, it's writing. So what are those things that bring me joy and lift me up out of this? And it could be um, phone a friend. For some people, just being able to call someone and, and chat so it's not rolling around in your brain. For some people, it's getting out in nature, being in the sunshine, being near the water, being, you know, hugging a tree. Um, for some people, it's playing games. Uh, you know, I do caution a little bit against some um, things that make me mindless, where I'm not really, where I, where I might be. Because any one of those activities, if I do too much or stay in it, like, because I know people like video games and stuff, but if I get to the point where I'm doing that 24-7, there might be a problem. I might be avoiding rather than doing something that brings me joy. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And as the love and romance person that I know you are, Marie, I assume that you also indulge in candles and bubble baths? Oh, yes. I'm a big, big fan of fun things like that. Um, yes, I, I, I really enjoyed that time because I turn, I put on my candles and it's just a moment where it's just me being, just not thinking about anything. I remember once, uh, talking with 
um, someone about meditation and thinking that I had to do it a certain way. And she goes, what if it's just about being? And I go, oh, well, that's an interesting thought. (laughs) (laughs) And be here now. (laughs) Being in the present and just Mm -hmm. enjoying what is right here, right now. And that, you know, maybe I go for a walk and I just enjoy being outside and with, I, I wave to people or, or I enjoy all the beauty I take a lot of photos with my phone. Um, I'm a big fan of flowers and color. I'm a, I'm a color fan as well. So I see <laughs> things and I go, oh, I got to, you know, my, my husband's so patient with me because he'll, he'll go, you, do you want a picture? And so he'll wait for me to get a picture. And But it's also a great way to meet neighbors and stuff because they're like, one lady came out and she's like, can I help you guys? And we're like, we're just really admiring your garden. It's so pretty. So I, I think there are just ways to do things that, that each person has to come to on their own. It's just looking being intentional about where you're putting your energy because i i have a friend that um has a house guest that is is very um emotional and and the focus is on all the emotion and the sadness and the overwhelm which again deal with that but then don't stay there don't live there because it's not helping anyone there right no it's not well you mentioned color and of course all my bells and whistles went off (laughs) so I'm wondering if there is a specific color that you seem to need or enjoy more these days so purple's always been like my favorite color because it's majestic and it's rich and um, very full. I, I don't know. Those are words that come to me when I think about the color purple. Um, but these days, it seems like yellow because I'm a big fan of the sun and the sunshine. And um, I just feel like I'm in great need of more. I, I'm a sunshine girl, so I'm in great need of that. And, of course, yellow is close to gold, and that's, you know, one of my favorite. And then a lot of the projects I do because I am the love and romance gal is, you know, red and, and I see red and gold together a lot. So I'm a fan of all the colors. I'm a big rainbow gal as well. Well, as a big rainbow gal myself, if I asked you to look to the rainbow, what would that expression mean to you? Well, the very first thought that comes to me and. I'm a metaphor gal, and so it's going to be a little strange. But the first thing I think about are all the various people in the world with um, various backgrounds and personalities and culture and, you know, race and everything, and they're all coming together. So they each come together individually, but they band together as the rainbow, right? And they... Mm -hmm connect each other to each other as this common thread and we're looking more at the unity part of the rainbow versus the individual colors so how we all come together to uplift and and give hope to the world when when it does feel like it's chaotic or out of control or we don't know what's happening 
how can we unify and, and be, be more connected and together and, and give back to the world this hope? I'm, I'm very sentimental that way. <laughs> Final question, Rainbow Maker. If there was one color, one color that you could send as a gift to the world, which color would it be? I'm going to have to go with yellow because I think about, <laughs> it's so interesting. Uh, thank you for that question. When, when I think about giving someone something as if it's a present and they, they go to open it like a box, right? The vision I have is they open the box and, and it, it just spreads light and sunshine all over the world. So I, I would say yellow because it just reminds me of the brightness of things and the, um, the outlook. Like, you know, I, I read a quote today, something, and it might have been on your site, something about the color, or something about clouds, the darkness of the clouds. Well, when the clouds are gone, the sky is still blue. And I go, oh, and I think that about yellow. It just offers this outlook that's more positive that you can always go to and return to to me as a source of happiness. Many thanks to Marie Bacasic-Wallace for sharing her rainbow wisdom today. Listeners, if you would like to learn more about Marie, please visit her website at mariesgold.com. I'm Elaine Marie Sharp, and you have been listening to A Rainbow in the Clouds. As we close this episode, here is today's tip on how you can become a rainbow blessing in someone's cloud. Using the energy of indigo, you can help them expand their intuitive gifts by teaching them meditation and the law of attraction. Or you can inspire their imagination by introducing them to your favorite science or art book. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be safe, be healthy, think positive thoughts. And no matter how crazy this old world gets, don't forget to stop and enjoy the pretty colors. Namaste.